0: This week, we're talking Ruinscape with Cameron Jones. Can, how's it going?
1: It's good, man. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you're here. I've decided to change the intro of my podcast. I've been thinking about it for a while and I always do this rambling thing that I said on the first day. And it's no more. So for everyone that's listening to every episode, this is a historic event.
1: Yeah, I've been listening and that really threw me that I was, expect- <laughs> I was <laughs> expecting more. I, was like, I wasn't expected to answer a question yet, but yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it's weird, man. Or like, sometimes I'll listen back to my own shit and just cringe. I'm sure you've had that with like, you know, listening somebody, back to somebody. your sets and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, when you make yourself cringe, that's like, okay, I got to change something. So I've changed it up. But yeah, welcome, man. Welcome to my illustrious podcast studio. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. I'm loving it. <laughs> I've got coffee, so I'm happy. Yeah, me too. Yeah, this podcast is sponsored by coffee. <laughs> um, what were you up to last night? Were you gigging?
1: Um, no, I wasn't. I was working last night. I was gigging Monday. That's more interesting than, than
0: the work I was doing last night. Oh, yeah. So explain this to me. This is a foreign concept. Like, So it was a show of full of... Was every comedian doing their first set? Yeah. So they're,
1: they're not really comedians. and They did... I think the majority of them, maybe one wants to go on to do comedy, but it was like, it's a collective of creative people, so it's actors mainly, and mm-hmm. writers, and I've been working with these guys for, since February, we just make stuff together, it's like a nice kind of support group of creative people who write, um, act, make films, and I challenged them, like I told them that we were going to do this in March probably, when live shows come back, that they're all gonna do stand up comedy, so it, they've been thinking about it since then.
0: <laughs> oh man, so it's like a collective, like, cause that you'll see that a lot at open mics, guys, so like dare their friend into doing it, right? But yeah, you've sort of done that as a group. Yeah, because
1: some of them wanted to do it, mm-hmm. and but I think they didn't, they didn't know, and I thought that's the best condition, the best conditions to do stand up if you're just wanting to try it, is if there's no pressure. The only person who had to be funny was me. Right. Because then, because I was hosting it, everyone else was just like, I forced them to do this. (laughs) So everyone in the audience wanted them to do really well. So
0: it it was just, yeah, it was just really nice. When it's weird, it's a weird thing about standup is like most people have a good first set. Like the, like, I guess, I don't know if it's the terror you build up in your head before you do it for the first time or like what the worst case scenario could be. But I find most people go to an open mic and then they'll see someone brutally die on their ass before them. And then it sort of alleviates that pressure to like, once you see someone die horribly, you're like, I can't do that bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Teresaur sort of takes the pressure up, and then most people like I had a, it wasn't like a killer set or whatever, but it wasn't like an embarrassment either for my first set. Mm. Yeah, and then the second set is when I died. Like, yeah, I said that to them after the first,
1: because everyone did well. And right. I said like, I'd love now to, <laughs> I'd love now for you guys to go
0: down to Jordan's gig and <laughs> and <laughs> die. <laughs> well, I like it, man. I I've been running <laughs> open mics for years now, and like. I do enjoy a good bomb as much as a yeah, kill. You know? I know
1: you do, because I can hear you laughing when <laughs> no one else is. <laughs> yeah, you do You do want to see it. I think you have kind of stages, don't you? Like like you're talking about the first gig, often it's fine. If it mm. goes really well, it goes well, but it, it often doesn't go too badly. But you kind of, you have to do the... the the bomb gig after that to then feel invincible, like...
0: Yeah, it is that thing of, like, you can't really... You grow from your bombs and all that shit. I'm, I'm sure there's, like, a Joe Rogan quote about it or something, but you know what I mean? It's, like, you need to hit the wall to, mm. to learn what you're made of.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm only 15 gigs in, and a lot of them have been yours. <laughs> right. And, and like, stage and radio the last two times I've done it, the the, the one before the last went really... went badly not bad but it went bad like kind of you know i bombed but i was fine you know Mm. like it wasn't like i was gonna quit Mm -hmm. but then the one after that i did well and i wondered if that was because probably was because i bombed and i was able to kind of fix it so
0: yeah it's just tweaking things man bombing it's like it's weird how like of course if you're bombing consistently every set then it's like well you got you should address that but like bombing you get used to it or like comfortable with it or like I'm now at the point where like 30 seconds of silence would have killed me like in my first year but now I can go through a minute or like a whole joke won't work and I'll be like okay that didn't bounce him back and hit like it, it doesn't phase me like it would have but I guess that's just doing it for forever right? Yeah, well, I guess I, ho- I hope I can get to that
1: stage. I still am freaking out every time I'm doing a gig. Like I I, I see I see comics who are just so chilled out before they go on because <laughs> they know the material back to front or they know all all the confidence in that they can just get themselves out of a situation. But I'm not there. Yeah, I'm still at, I'm still at the stage where I'm just like right. I'm going for. a when i ask you when i'm going on if it's staging radio and then i'm
0: like right i'm going for a long walk before (laughs) (laughs) i'm going pretending to be on my phone and i know (laughs) i know a lot of guys that do that like uh who's done this show before used to go out and listen to his own sets and like say his jokes (laughs) over and i'm like whatever works for people i've i've never gotten anything from like saying shit in the mirror to myself i did it once to time a set and make sure the timing was on but like yeah I don't know I, I think everyone has their own sort of method too. I've always said the first fifty sets is just about doing them mm-hmm. and like getting that those jitters out of the way and then you can start like building material you know yeah yeah I,
1: and and I don't for me now actually like how do you just wait for things to happen to you or are you always trying to write
0: uh i I mean it's weird because every comedian doesn't write as much as they should or say they do. I find anyway, maybe that's me projecting, but I do try to write constantly i am trying to come up with new bits like it's been like a week since i've come up with a new bit and i'm sort of like pissed at myself for it right okay but it is like i always have the notebook by side and everything i try to write i guess you have the pressure of
1: the i mean this is why i try to book myself in for the open mics and stuff because you have the pressure of you have two gigs a week i guess that you're guaranteed to be yeah that's
0: the thing i'll always have my stage time but it's also very similar audiences so like at the night Tuesday show, half the crowd is the same every week, yeah. so I'm like, I can't just do the same jokes every time, or they'd stop coming, you know, and, or I could stop booking on myself myself on the own gig, but I think, like, most of the value of a show is the stage time, yeah. so yeah. to not do the show would be, like, a waste of putting it together.
1: Yeah, I've got to say, like, just coming into the scene now, and it being, like, you know, I'm an obsessive person, I'm obsessed with it now, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working out where these things are happening. And um, your is what the first one I found. That was my first gig back. like, mm-hmm. um, And like just finding these little, little just, just, just learning about the scene basically. And what you guys are doing with it. Like you're part of that, the kind of underground scene that's happening a little bit from, from my point of view anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, like, it's like we were talking about earlier with the ladder. It's like, it's all sort of step by step. Like there's your first gig, but I'm sort of semi pro, like knocking on the door of pro mm-hmm. and you really have to do shit like that. Cause like there were no, shows in may or april so i had to make them and it's funny because you'll see people sort of coming out of the woodworks now and they're like oh i was just waiting for the scene to get back going again and i'm like i couldn't wait like it was the the thing i wanted to do wasn't available so Mm -hmm. as soon as lockdown ended i'm like i know how to run an independent show like i've done that for years and it's just finding a bar that is dead on a tuesday or wednesday and, and uh, wants thirty comics turning up at a time. Yeah, I'm like, Do you want thirty <laughs> mentally ill alcoholics in your bar, and every bar is like, of course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: I've seen some things at those gigs. Man, I'm, I'm not mm. been too low to them, but, but I mean,
0: <laughs> there's a few stories anyway. Oh, dude, and it's weird because I don't know what that is. I there there's always been a stigma against open mics in the UK. Like no one does or really did the type of format i do which is literally just anyone who shows up on the night can go up mm-hmm. and maybe it's there's a wariness to it because people are crazier over here or something but there has been like a few infamous stories now of like <laughs> fucked up things that happen and i mean not crazy crazy it's not like fist fistfights or no i mean not it, di- it didn't go that far but it's close <laughs> yeah yeah zach almost got punched in the face a couple weeks ago um, I was between that I was like I shouldn't be here this, is, this isn't my oh, personality yeah that, so that was a couple of weeks ago and that guy this guy comes into the crowd and he's with the bar owner but they're all trashed and he's just like talking over the acts, being a total dickhead and so I just started like going after him and basically like challenging him to a fight. <laughs> there was no comedy about it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like I'll make a joke out of this guy. He's just like, I-, I could
1: probably beat you. <laughs> yeah, I could fight you, dude.
0: It really is that like artificial courage that having a microphone, combined yeah. with like however many pints. Yeah,
1: but but then uh, but then he. There was a bit of... It wasn't It wasn't really like... that. It wasn't just like that. It wasn't like you just went straight to violence. No. There was, a, there was a miscommunication before that happened. And I think you thought he was inciting something, or he actually was, or what went on. But, it, mm-hmm. but I
0: mean, it, it, it made the night really exciting. And, and they were all... I feel like they were cool after it as well. Well, that's the weird part, is whenever something fucked up happens in a room, like, sometimes uh, an actually mentally ill person will go on a rant and, like, scare people or whatever and then mm-hmm. have to be asked to leave. And whenever something fucked up like that happens the room always there's this after effect of like Everyone just went through something together, and yeah. now they're all sort of excited about it. It's, it's <laughs> weird It helps a room and even that guy it was yeah It almost came to blows because Zach stood up for some reason and got in the guy's face and if you don't know Zach he's like the least intimidating dude and uh and then within 10 minutes, the bar owner was buying all of us drinks and Zach, just, like, smoothing things over. Zach went on stage and did his set. Yeah, right after that, <laughs> that helped him a bit. Yeah. No, Zach, Zach's great. Zach's a beauty. Um, so have you lived in Manchester your whole life, by the way? I'm, I just thought so I've never... Or you I've, don't really no, live No, I've in never it? lived in Manchester. I've lived in oh, the yeah. Northwest, yeah.
1: St. Helens is where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Um and I've just lived around the northwest, yeah, I lived in Liverpool for a bit, but I'm, yeah, I'm hoping to get into Manchester, but, I, th- but I'm just, Manchester feels like the place where I am, you know, yeah, where you settle yourself, yeah. like, I want to do the local gigs in Manchester, that's, that's where I'm at at this moment in
0: time. Yeah, the scene's perfect for it, man, because, like, I have a friend who just moved to London, and he's just trying to navigate those waters, and I'm mm-hmm. like, you don't want to start in London, it's like, so you want to go there once you're a fucking TV actor, a headliner or whatever. Yeah. Once you have a name. But like Manchester's so good for like these, you know, the sets like we're talking about. The scenes filling up with more and more and more of them. There's a great like undercurrent. And then once you do start getting more, more and more gigs, you're connected to everything. Like all the cities are within reach. Yeah, man. I
1: mean, it, I mean, it's going to sound like really
0: <laughs> sad, but like
1: I've, um, like I said, I've just started doing it. I've tried to do a few things before that before this like before comedy I'm, and i'm still obviously doing that for money but comedy is the thing that i want to do and what i've found is that there's a real like hidden or just unspoken about camaraderie in comedy mm. where you meet comedians and you're kind of friends if you've been on the same bill or something and like i'm doing a show i'm, I'm running a show on saturday hosting it and i got put in a group chat the other day with a guy who's on that show Mm -hmm. and i was just like oh so now we're doing two gigs together this
0: week and it's like and we're probably going to be friends now because we know we're we're, we're working together in a sense that is weirdly how it works like not every time obviously not everyone's going to get together but or get along or whatever but the people that you are like like like-minded with on the same trajectory you're going to just see them all the time because you're in the same scene going up at the same level Oh yeah, I mean, there's
1: warning signs. There's some, there's, there's definitely some. I mean, I'm 15 gigs in and I've, I've experienced some toxicity as well. So you know, yeah. <laughs> there's, no, there's nice people and there's maybe people you don't get on with. But, but like, um, I had Carl Kazana on a podcast that I do, and I, I, I just met that guy in briefly, kind mm-hmm. of, uh, at Frog and Bucket, and, and he came and did my podcast, and it just felt like I was chatting to me mate. You know? Yeah, I so love was, Carl by the way. Yeah. Shout yeah. out
0: Carl Kazana. He's moving. That makes me sad. I know he's moved. I think to London, right? oxford oxford yeah. oh weird i was just there over the weekend oh he's beautiful. there now he beautiful city yeah, yeah yeah well we're not that close i wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't have reached out uh, <laughs> but before we get into what we came to talk about what's what's your video game history like do you uh have you played a lot of games growing up and how old are you for reference i'm 27 right and um growing
1: up i played video games but i was we, we were very poor mm. so I played other people's video games, so I was the kid that was around <laughs> other people's houses. Yeah. So yeah, making friends <laughs> with kids you didn't really like to play Sega. <laughs> like, yeah. Do you do you have an Xbox? Great. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So so really, I was kind of at the mercy of what games they had, um, and but what that meant was kind of my experience growing up because it was kind of as the internet was was happening. Call mm. of Duty, Modern Warfare, the fourth Call of Duty that that the uh, multiplayer, online multiplayer blew up in was like kind of when I was in year seven. Right. So, um, but because I didn't have that stuff, I was lucky. I, I was just couch gaming with my mates. I'd go around and we'd play FIFA. Mm. Um, and just anything, and I'm still like this now, any game I can play with my friends online, I'll play. Um, but I've got to confess, I'm not a story guy. Oh, really? But I can watch people play games. Mm-hmm. So when I lived with people, I wa- I'll watch them play um resident evil for example um uh, i do like watching them play like telltale games and things like that i'm just a am more of a viewer mm-hmm. but if it's a multiplayer thing then i'm you know i'm competitive i want
0: to win <laughs> yeah it's funny man telltale games specifically like they're they basically are movies or tv shows yeah. that you're just interacting with like I almost don't like when they try to add gameplay because it's like this isn't what you are and now I have to do this annoying thing you hadn't really thought out. Yeah, like I watched my friend play The Walking Dead Telltale and all or I didn't even
1: I didn't even interject. I just watched him play it and watch the story unfold and I was like reacting as if I was just watching a movie like in mm. real time with him and stuff. I I just really yeah, I, I like watching that stuff, but I, for, for me I just can't engage in a story if I'm on my own.
0: Right. Oh, yeah. weird. I've always yeah. found it, like, very easy, but it's sort of like the way I would with a TV show or whatever. When, and when, I mean, that's the mark of a good game is when it can really suck you mm-hmm. in, you know. But um, depends. Different strokes, I guess. By the way, if you hear construction noise during the podcast, the, the assholes upstairs have just been going at it all morning, so it's pretty annoying. Oh, <laughs> there I mean, it is. Yeah, you might hear some hammering or banging, but hey, that's true to life. That's what we do. Yeah. And in the spirit of that, why don't we get into the game we came to talk about let's do it all right Cameron Jones this is the game of your life A fantasy massive multiplayer online role-playing game Developed and published by Jagex and released January 2001 Originally a browser game built with Java The game would grow and evolve over the years It has over 200 million accounts actively And is recognized by Guinness World Records As the world's largest free-to-play MMORPG Cam, how did you hear about RuneScape? I'm very curious How, how I heard about it was... Uh... So I was a nan kid, do
1: you know what that is? No, what's that? <laughs> it's basically at some point, I think I I think I heard, um, it was either on a podcast or a, a comedian said it, Um, a, a nan kid was like, when you work in class and your parents get annoyed with you, and they just send you to go and live with your nan for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a nan kid, and uh, my nan didn't have the internet, but my next door neighbour did. Mm. So I used to hang out there, like I said, uh, to play games, and... He was I think his parents were big war, world of Warcraft players and I think they introduced runescape to him and he introduced runescape to me and he had a member's account and he'd just show me everything that he would do. he'd, he'd work hard on runescape and I just got <laughs> h- hooked from it by that yeah so that like do
0: you, really. do you remember around what year this was because this is almost important in the history of um
1: yeah it will have been around 2008.
0: Right. So I think that's officially like Ruinscape 2, as right. they call it, or whatever. Because I, I found out about this in middle school, so that would have been like, fuck, I was like 12 or 13 at this point. Mm-hmm. It's 2002, 2003. And I'll never forget it, man. It was this one computer class we used to take, where it was just called computer class, and they <laughs> taught you how to type and everything. And one kid had like found Ruinscape and was sort of t- t- teaching us and showing us it. And, like, by halfway through the class, all the kids had just started RuneScape accounts. And oh. it, it had, like, spread like a virus. And I'll never forget the computer teacher, like, getting mad, realizing what's going on. And she went to go tell the principal, who was almost, like, the sergeant of the school. And literally, there was something else going on in some other class where, like, kids were actually fighting or something. So the principal had to, like, be somewhere. And so she just left the room for the last half of the class. While well, we all just played oh, RuneScape, wow. and it was like a Ruinscape just lesson, and man, from that point on I was hooked, and I like, I was pretty blown away by it. I think there's worse games 12 and 13 year olds can be playing than RuneScape. Mm-hmm, well, it, it, although it is sort of fucking weird. Kay? Oh, actually, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get it, like, <laughs> basically, it is like a fantasy game, I don't know what to compare it to really, but it seems like it's a pretty small, self-contained game. Uh, they'd have like hundreds of different servers because they'd get overloaded with players and things like that but you create your little avatar and walk around and you could literally you could be a fisherman or a miner or a fighter or whatever most people would build all these skills yeah but the weird part why i'm saying it's weird for kids i just realized (laughs) because you can chat to any other player like this was the original like chat room but it's like disguised as a game so like my parents at the time were super aware of, like, all these news stories about online predators and shit. Mm-hmm. And they would, like, really strictly not let me go into chat rooms and shit. But I'd be allowed to play RuneScape because <laughs> they had no idea. Well, yeah, It's actually, essentially the same thing. Man,
1: you've just unlocked a memory in, in my <laughs> mind. Because I think I, like, anti-groomed people because I was a child. <laughs> and I used to put on, like, <laughs> I used to put on a helmet. I still had my, my avatar as a guy, but I'd put a plate skirt on were they called so i looked like a a lady player and i used to be like selling gf for 100 gp and just trade guys like 100 gold pieces when i first started the game
0: and just follow them and they'd just pay me to follow them around the game i I did something really similar man i realized like how female characters got treated in the game because it's all just dudes like horny dudes and yeah, you guys would just give you shit for free. <laughs> you'd be like their online girlfriend and shit. But then I'm like, in hindsight, I'm like, man, I was like a thirteen year old, <laughs> probably yeah. agreeing to be this like forty year old guy's online girlfriend. Yeah, you didn't know that though, and and it was like you know there
1: was a there was enough of a distance between you. You were chatting publicly. Yeah. And like you,
0: you'd take the money and run most of the time. I imagine. Well, and things were less real back then too. Like today, the internet we know it's like. Oh, this hacker can pull your IP from your username mm-hmm. or whatever. Now he's got your email or whatever. That I mean, that might have been possible then, but it certainly didn't feel like the reality that we have today. Things did feel distant. Of like, I'm like, he doesn't even know my name. Mm. Like I'm in a, I'm in this weird character or whatever. I think like if we were going
1: to get into the problematic games of those times, it, it would be <laughs> Habo Hotel. I oh, think we were
0: safe on RuneScape. Was y- safer. Yeah, that's true. Fortune. <laughs> ruined have a hotel <laughs> uh, in a hilarious way uh, but no this game was so it became very addicting I, I remember like and it's crazy that it was free because yeah. as a game itself it is pretty like expansive and like it is a pretty you know there's lots to do I yeah. call it, like, an actual fun, comprehensive game. It's not like some mobile app or whatever. No, I mean,
1: and they, they still update it. This It's still constantly updated. The 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 um, economy of the game is dead. It used to be really exciting in terms of, like, making money and selling.
0: And oh, like real-life money, I like mean? That.
1: Well, that used No, I mean, that, that was a big problem with it. And that's why the economy in the actual game is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, the actual... Yeah, it actually felt quite... Um, It felt quite real, the money you were making in the game, and it felt true to what you could buy in the game. Yeah, for sure. when you had certain armor, you did feel like you'd earned it, and you did feel better than other people when you were in your
0: adamant armor and things like that. It was a big accomplishment. Mm -hmm. I'll uh, I'll confess to being a scumbag here, where I I got in the habit of scamming people, (laughs) where literally it was no hack or anything, but it's literally as easy as being like, Hey, I can turn your Addy armor into ruin armor. Just send it over, and people would just give you shit. Wait, and such you just a, such log an out. innocent
1: time. He's yeah.
0: doing that. <laughs> they're just like, oh, that's great. Let's do. Let's just send that over then. Well, I I got scammed. So like, some guy did that to me. <laughs> it's and such I was, an Origin story. <laughs> and instead of being pissed, I was like, that's pretty smart started scamming people. That's how every villain starts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a serial killer origin is always sad. Their childhood's always sad, and then they become a serial killer. <laughs> it's exactly like that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I wrote a bit of history here for the history okay. of Ruinscape. Because um, this game... And before I do that, was it, was it like big in the UK, or was it sort of niche? Um, I think it was it was niche.
1: I think I was the first kid in school, and mm. then I found a few others, but it wasn't.
0: It wasn't big, no. That's interesting to me, because did you know it was made from two guys in Nottingham? No. Yeah, is, Jagex is, like, based in the UK. Unless I, oh, I, man. I'm i 90% sure that's true. I checked it on the way here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so the game was released the 4th of January, 2001, which is crazy. I didn't even think the internet was, like, that advanced at that point. Um, and then monthly membership was introduced just a month later. So these guys had a plan as far mm. as capitalizing off of this and making money from it or whatever. Um RuinScape 2 would then be released March 29th 04. And so then this just became RuinScape and the old one became RuinScape Classic. Which I don't oh. know if I was playing RuinScape Classic or not. I'm I'm I think I had a really shitty computer and I couldn't play. Ruinscape, oh right. So okay. I was just on Classic. Mm-hmm. But you would probably came in when it was just RuinScape. I think and so, things yeah. looked updated and the graphics were probably nicer. And then apparently on January 12th, 06, an event occurred where 5,000 classic accounts were banned for cheating. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, what I think it was is people had those macros in where they they just set up their guy to mine. Yeah. And then go deposit the shit and then just leave their computer on. Yeah, yeah. So you'd get to like level 99 mining in two days or whatever. Yeah, doing nothing. Yeah, just having bots. Which I do hate. yeah as as, a a clicker yeah (laughs) as a classic pure clicker um it did piss me off but i mean my account probably would have gotten cut off for like scamming people too (laughs) yeah mine would for being a whore (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then may 2006 they upgraded the game engine i remember when that that's when it felt like it went from being chunky 90s graphics to like it's almost like they jumped from PlayStation 1 to PlayStation 2 graphics.
1: When was that? 2006?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think, I, that, I think that was... Yeah, that would have been free then, I, me playing it. July 2008, they had introduced
1: high detail mode, which I think was like their HD. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that being an
0: option, if, you,
1: if your computer could take it.
0: Yeah. A few more things. In February 2007, German Ruinscape was released. December 2008, it was released in France. So I guess they... You know, wow. translated everything. Yeah. So it grew, the virus spread. <laughs> um, in April two thousand twelve they introduced microtransactions, which a lot of people think sorta of fucked the game up a yeah, bit. Yeah, this is where it started to die. hmm That's it, it's how it always goes, man. It's like, oh, how can we squeeze more blood out of this thing? Mm-hmm. And now it's dead. And then finally, August sixth, two thousand eighteen, RuneScape Classic closed its door for goods for good due to bugs that they couldn't get over. And then finally the 4th of, 14th of October, 2020, RuneScape was released on Steam, which really is making it. I guess it's officially RuneScape, game like, like the new one? Yeah, I believe R- oh, so. Oh, right.
1: Cause there's, cause, so my little brother has just downloaded old school RuneScape, mm-hmm. and that made me re-download it. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm playing it with my little brother now, he's 11. Oh, wow. But, but through not even mention mentioning that I played that game when I was younger, he mm-hmm. just downloaded it, because you can get it on your, your phone tablet old school runescape
0: oh wow that's great and it's called runescape old school isn't
1: it yeah yeah Yeah. so it's the it's the it's the same game man it's it's not this new one so they simultaneously (laughs) have two games running they still update old school runescape with new quests um and new things are constantly happening you know the you remember the uh kind of party games that they used to have you remember Mm -hmm. when some guy just turned up and be like do you remember that? I don't yeah, remember what it was.
0: I didn't know if it was... Was it party games? I remember a lot of times people would just throw parties. Oh, right. <laughs> and, like, they'd be like, there's a party in the bank or whatever. Oh,
1: th- no, yeah, there was those things. I, I think I'm talking about, like, special events that the developers put in where, like, a, a random guy turn up and, like, you're coming with me now. And then you have oh, to go Oh, yeah, them, like... I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. So they still kind of introduce some of those things. And when it's mm-hmm. Halloween and Christmas and stuff, they, they, they have new things happening in old school RuneScape. So they've got two kind of um
0: audiences playing mm-hmm. two different games at the same time yeah i remember when i was uh, there was some event it was like a new year's thing where everyone that was in like the square of the city on on midnight in their time zone or whatever they dropped all these party hats and from like that point on in the game all these pl- all these guys had party hats and so you'd know they were like there and it became like the highest the like most expensive item in the game Because everyone knew there were no more. And it didn't happen the next New Year's or anything. Wow. It was like a one-time event. So some people could still have them. Yeah. And people would walk around with those hats and you'd be like, oh man, he was there. Or whatever. Yeah. No, that's what
1: I love about it. And it is having, the old school RuneScape is having a a, a renaissance now. Because that's why my little brother downloaded it. Because of YouTube. mm -hmm. So it is like content is being made on old school RuneScape. So people will do like series on Classic, they'll they'll play RuneScape as it was classic. So they'll impose the rules that like
0: you have to abide by in classic RuneScape. Right. That makes the game harder. That's awesome, man. It's good to know. Because it is sort of a timeless game. It's like, you talked about Warcraft earlier, and now mm-hmm. Warcraft feels like too big to even get into. Like, it feels like a 2008 thing where, I guess RuneScape does too, but I can understand why a kid today would pick it up. Because it still has that sort of factor. It's just you're building your character mm-hmm. out. Like it's it is really satisfying constantly leveling up these different skills you're doing by like chopping wood or like cooking food over the fire you make. And all yeah, that. I mean, like I, you know, I've started a new account with my
1: with my little brother who's eleven. We spent two hours chopping wood <laughs> and talking on
0: WhatsApp. Was there was there Tutorial Island when you yeah started? man? Oh, cause it, when I first started playing, that wasn't even a thing. Oh, you would just make your character and end up in Lumbridge, which <laughs> yeah. is the first city. And then I remember years later in high school going back to it, and yeah, there was this whole Tutorial Island thing, and I'm like, I know how to play. <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm an original.
1: It is, it is, it is iconic though Tutorial Island now. Like mm-hmm. I, I, when I, you know, restart, I had to restart my account twice because, because, I, I started an account thinking that i'll play with my friends and none of them wanted to play it and i, I named it something that was inappropriate so <laughs> yeah. i was like well i'll play with my little brother i'm gonna have to do tutorial island again <laughs> now
0: let me change my name that's not allowed dude <laughs> well and it's funny because so the map it's still like picture perfect in my head and it all sort of like circles around the, like because you end up in lumbridge which is a sort of like you can do basic quests there from what i remember yeah um and then go up to Varrock which is like the main city and that was always impressive to me as a kid. I'm like the first time I went there and realized like, oh, all these are real people, like mm-hmm. just like me, and your computer would lag a bit because it was like too many people in the yeah. city square that's but also it would just become a general market where people would just sell shit there, yeah, and I think I think it was the like the that for me is the last time
1: where I really figured something out without a tutorial or without friends or anything like that, just mm. learning the map going to places and just experiencing it and then going, oh, yeah, this is where people come to, to do the marketing in in, yeah. in in this space. And then, and then you know, going, dark, di- going, oh, what's this? The, the wilderness. And then someone killing me in the wilderness <laughs> and not knowing what's going on and learning the lessons in real time rather than, you know, reading an instruction manual or having watched someone play the game before and know everything about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, completely. And it was cool because people would be, like, typing in different colored text and you'd be like, how do you do that? And figure out how to do that. And yeah, like you said, you're sort of picking up tips and tricks as you go through. Yeah, yeah. And it was like the perfect blend for me of playing with real people Mm
1: -hmm. and, you know, having this experience of where I could make my own stories up, decide who my guy was, go on quests Mm -hmm. and like make my own quests. Find a boyfriend.
0: Yes, multiple. (laughs) Um, (laughs)
1: And uh, yeah, man, I just, I just loved it. And I'm, and I'm really enjoying playing it again. Like I say, I don't play a lot of games Mm -hmm. now, but this game
0: has really hooked me again. Yeah, I don't think I could get back into it. I actually was thinking about this today, and it's like, I do too many video games that I have to play to, like, do this podcast <laughs> still. And, like, that would just suck up all of my time. Yeah, yeah li- life is gone. Yeah, And, like, I, it's something I could do if, let's say, all of a sudden, like, every comedian I know started playing. Oh, man. And they're all in some big group server or whatever. Like, if I knew everyone or what, there is a way it could hook me. But not right now. Oh, I don't that'd think. be yeah. Get that Discord going. That'd be incredible. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into some of the basics of the mm-hmm. game. So, like you were saying, it is sort of what you make it. There's no overarching storyline that's like like a Skyrim would do or like something like that. But there are plenty of like self-contained quests mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, one I wanted to bring up. Do you remember that the? Uh, I forget what the name of the manor is. Like the Dreyfus Manor, Dreyfer. D- manor. Drayton is it? Drayton Manor. Yeah, yeah. and it's got that. Quest about the ghosts. I want to say yes. Yeah, and like that whole thing is like you wouldn't even know it if you didn't stumble upon this mansion. But it's just like self-contained, really intricate quest with like a puzzle area in the basement and like having to find fertilizer to kill this plant, then digging up the dirt and like all these like multiple-step things that, like you said, none of it is walks you through at all. No. Yeah, you just have to learn it. Yeah. I've
1: I've I've um, watched someone. I don't remember playing it, but I I did. But I watched someone do it recently. You know, mm-hmm. you just kind of get, like, sparks and nostalgia of, like, having done it. But when I remember, the, when I remember it, the game, like, now I've played it recently, but when I used to remember it, it felt, it didn't feel like I was watching a guy from the top, mm-hmm. you know, like this guy. It felt real. I felt like I was in the
0: oh really? in the story, yeah, when I, when I remembered it. Mm. And you'd also be getting, every time you completed quests, you get quest points. And you needed a certain amount to get into, I think it's the Adventurer's Guild or the Explorer's Guild right um and that was the only place you could buy ruin armor at the time so oh, it was like ruin armor I obviously where people got that <laughs> ruinscape is probably it's like an important part of the name it was like the highest class armor you could get until i think members area released like dragon like, dragon armor yeah or dragon
1: yeah I, I i've got to say that like i was i was a bit of a loser in that game because i didn't know how to do that i didn't have the best stuff but I was really like I wanted to just do PVP mm-hmm. I just wanted to kill people yeah. <laughs> so I'd just be going in and just dying all the time that's know? another
0: way to get ruined armor I guess you could kill someone in the wilderness and take their armor yeah wilderness or um, clan wars was
1: really fun because you didn't lose your stuff I really enjoyed that
0: oh right so yeah but we'll get into that yeah, in a yeah. bit too yeah. because yeah like we were saying earlier the character can be almost whatever you want you could be just a fisherman and like I. what I like is you talked about the economy of this game but there's a bunch of different ways to make money mm-hmm. too so like if you become a fisherman, get level 70, 80 fishing. Or, like you can only get certain fish at a certain level, and then you become one of the few players in the game or in that economy that can like sell that. Mm-hmm. and you can literally make your living in the game just from fishing. Or selling, just from mining. Selling or, sharks, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mining
1: uh, adamant ore, yeah. I, I, I was doing it all to try and make the money, honestly.
0: Mm. One of the scamming people like you. But it's... <laughs> but it is funny, too, because, like, they were pacifist players. I, I remembered a buddy who was, like, his combat level was, like, 4 or 5. But his mining was, like, level 60, 70. But then to get to, like, the difficult ore and, or, like, the tough-to-get valuable stuff, you'd have to get by these crazy monsters. So he'd end up having to, like, hire protection. <laughs> and, like, he'd go to the town square and be like, hey, I'll give someone, like, 10% of my take or whatever if you just walk me through and kill these monsters. <laughs> so it literally is, like, you would think in that game, like, well, fuck, i got to get my combat up." But if you wanted a way around it, you didn't have to. You could find help. You could, like, yeah. there's always a way. Yeah, I thought that story was going to end with him having to, like, become violent and, <laughs> and, and, and train, but... No, he's full <laughs> pacifist. He just paid him off with his ore, <laughs> but that's what—that was a beautiful part about this game, you know. Um, yeah, I have here. You make your own avatar off the top, and they—you know—that's always gonna be fun. Throw a beard on him. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine looks like a prisoner right now. I liked. I knew people would always. Because uh, all the cities had these guards out front of them that always had the same chainmail and bronze helmet. So people would just make their avatars <laughs> look like that and you wouldn't be sure if they were like guards or <laughs> That's a the big part of this game that's a big part of the nostalgia factor is just hilarious shit we do as like 13 year olds that we just thought was really funny. Yeah. I think that's why kids love Minecraft. Mm. Because not because of
1: the what anything that you can do particularly but because it gives them the freedom to make their own stories. I think that RuneScape was probably our Minecraft.
0: Yeah, it's just genuinely like funny stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying how every stat has, like, a higher goal you can reach. We already sort of went through that. The assortment of quests. Ernest the chicken. Do you remember that one where you have to turn the... I think the prince has been turned into a chicken, and you have to turn him back. Well, yeah, it was a mage quest. Right. Yeah, there's ones like that. There's the... All these quests sort of run together a bit. There's one where you have to break a guy to jail, I remember. He's, like, in a jail in the swamp. But, yeah, I just remember that that was all great. (laughs) Uh, The combat was sort of interesting. It was, like, threefold... Between, like, defensive melee range and magic. Was, that would be your total combat level, mm-hmm. story. But even when you are in combat, you could be, like, defensive or blunt attacks. Yeah.
1: or lunge, swipe, yeah. And, it, and it's all based on different... It'll train different things. Like,
0: it'll train your attack, your defense, or your strength. Mm-hmm. And that would be, make, like, if you're better at lunging, then you're going to want, like, this kind of sword. Or if you're doing blunt attacks, you want, like, an axe or whatever. So. Yeah. I always thought that was, like you know like i said they put more into this than they had to yeah, in a lot of areas th- there was a bit more strategy than just clicking and hoping mm-hmm. you know, which was it made it exciting but it's funny too because there'd be areas where like i remember in the mage's temple up at the top floor there's one of those big bad enemies i forget what they're named but they're like the big red devil looking guys oh yeah and you could just slowly chip away at one with magic if you had enough magic. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, hide behind the, the wall or just like try and glitch it a little bit so they can't reach you.
0: Yeah, well, no, it was it was in a cage. Oh, it so just you, let you do it? You oh, just right. go up there, and if, if you had enough ammo to kill it, you'd get, like, 12 magic levels in right. one go, because oh. it's, like, a level 80 thing oh. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so I remember lots of people doing that. Um, and, yeah, I wanted to get into the wilderness a bit, because oh, the no. wilderness was my favorite part of this game. Yeah. As far as just, uh, so there's a certain point up north, and it's across the entire map, that once you walk into it, there's, like, a warning. Like, once you're in the wilderness, you can be killed randomly, and if you do die, all of your, everything you're carrying, you'll drop. So, if you were gonna go to the wilderness or whatever, you'd be smart and put all your shit in a bank. Yeah. But, and then, the the thing is, the wilderness got so deep, so, like, just when you enter, it would say level 1. So anyone your level or a level up or down could attack you But the further deep you go, the further that would go up So now it's like you're level 20 And so if you're level 30, a level 50 year old could just show up, not 50 year old But a level, a <laughs> no, level no. 50 guy could just come up and fuck you up for yep. no reason But then also if you manage to find a level 10 just up there for no reason you could kill him <laughs> But a lot of the times people would like it, It's funny because you can trust people when you're not in the wilderness They can't really do anything to you unless you choose to battle Yeah. But now, trusting people in the wilderness, it's like you're in a party. Yeah. If you get in a fight, they could just turn and fuck you up and take your stuff. And and... you need each other in the wilderness because it's dangerous. Mm hmm. And that's the other great part about it is like, because Ruinscape did have a way of like, when you're level five or whatever, you're not running into any scary enemies for the most part. All the areas you're at are pretty tame. But then once you get like up there, you'll start seeing like crazier and crazier enemies. And I imagine the members area was even more of that. But, yeah, I have no idea about that, but yeah. But I remember when I, w- I would go up in the wilderness at, like, level 20 before I had any business being there. <laughs> and you would just see, like... I remember there's an area in the top corner with ice giants. Yeah. And it was just, like... You'd try to run and grab the items around them, but, like, they would just be able to kill you and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and like, it was really well built in the, in the sense that it was worth the risk. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there was a risk, but there was a reward. Like, if you go out there to train... You're training against monsters
0: that are going to give you the best stuff. Yeah, and there was also just, like, random items all over the place. Like, like I love that there was things that'd be, like, burnt-out houses. Or, like, there was yeah. whole different areas that they never really explained what happened there. Yeah, You just assume it's almost, like, the chaos of the wilderness that destroys everything. It was a very cool part of the game, man. And it was also so crushing. I remember I, I did lose once when I had my full Addy armor in, like, my 30s. <laughs> I, I guess I didn't take into account... Or the reality hadn't set in. <laughs> and literally, you put hours and hours and hours into getting this shit. And when you lose it all at once, it's, like, super devastating. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, but have you
1: ever been... Was you ever in there and you, and that feeling of someone coming near you and you are high level? Mm-hmm. And you just meet each other in the wilderness by chance. And you're like, well, now this my time.
0: <laughs> Dude, the amount of times I've literally seen people beg off, like... Like you'll see a guy who's like, "Oh, please, please leave me alone, leave me alone," and the guy's like, "Sorry, bud." <laughs> but they're like talking to each other as it's going on. It's hilarious, man. No, I I really did love that. Um, I what are these clan wars? I don't remember that at all. I don't know it was in the original. Mm, so clan wars. I can't remember where it was. It was. Do you know where you had to go through
1: like a, a gate into the desert? Yeah. And there was like there was a there was a few PvP things you could do. Like you 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 could go to a a dual arena and you could just 1v1 people okay um, that was a real problem with gambling in the game which maybe we don't need to get into but was a real <laughs> problem in that dual arena where people were just genuinely gambling real money or like they were gambling you know a billion gp mm-hmm. um, which equated to a lot of real money on ebay right um and, and when twitch came along it became even more of a problem <laughs> because yeah. people were doing it on stream so it was <laughs> worth like almost losing that kind of money and it, and it just like yeah there was a big gambling culture going on but that's um, so great yeah crazy man. but in clan wars it wasn't you weren't losing stuff i don't think um but yeah you, you join a clan you just go into this kind of arena one of you know there'd be one on on one side one on the other it's like a big gang war and mm-hmm. you just walk towards each other. You'd have some people range, yeah, um, yeah. some people with the scimitar. Is that how you say it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have some of them on the front row, um, and you just you just battle it out against this other team. And it was just it was just great. You just jump into a portal and play. It was awesome.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah, and you don't lose all your shit. Yeah. So oh. it was just fun PVP. Yeah. That's no stakes. Yeah, because I remember there's that town in the desert where there's some sort of quests about like saving the princess or some shit like that, but. <laughs> i I like i do like that they, they managed to go in with totally different looking areas too in mm-hmm. different landscapes like from the desert to like the mountains right near uh where you get mm-hmm. most of the mining done and there's also that like monk that monastery up there in the yeah, mountains yeah. like they're full of monks for some reason <laughs> yeah i think
1: also like the map size was perfect because it was almost like if you were doing a war if you were going to go to the other side of the map it felt like you were going on a mission you mm-hmm. knew that you had to put in some work to walk to this other side of run for the time that it let you run. Um, but it wasn't too far that you felt like, oh, what a
0: slog this is. <laughs> there were a few parts that did feel tedious, though. Like when you would fill your bag with ores from mining, and then you have to walk them from there <laughs> all the way to the smith. And then from the smith, you had to go into town, sell all that shit, and then back to the mine. And even just walking from one of those locations to the other, it was like five minutes each time. yeah. But you
1: knew you were putting the work in for a reason, and it felt okay. Like it, <laughs> if, it, if it was too easy, I think that would annoy me more.
0: Yeah, that's true too. Um, so yeah, why don't we get into the graphics and the music? Mm-hmm. Uh, you were telling me this had some great music before we start. I don't, I don't remember any of the music from Runescape. Really, I think if yeah. you listen to it, you'd be like,
1: oh yeah, because as soon as right. you log in, the music is on and it's just playing throughout, and it. Mm-hmm. And I think it changes, um, but I'm more referring to, like. The, yeah, the music in the game is great, but also there's a lot of playlists that people have put together. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> where it's like it's music to play the game to. Oh, sick! Yeah, so you can you can follow some of them on Spotify and stuff, and it just feels like you're questing. <laughs> you know, like you're in a, you're in a fantasy roleplay
0: game, and you and and there's like different music playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to shit on the graphics too hard at the beginning, but I mean, two thousand one computer graphics are about exactly what you'd expect. <laughs> that it used to be such a laughing thing like people in kids in real life would pretend to be fighting where it's like the chopping motion (laughs) like because once you got into combat you'd just face each other and swing with your right arms directly forward until one of you died (laughs) and then if you wanted to run away it was even funnier because running away from combat just looked hilarious it was so poorly animated um but again it's 2001 it's tough to say poorly animated it was probably like a milestone at the time. Yeah, the two guys in Nottingham. Yeah, um Jagex shout out. But yeah, no, I thought it was hilariously bad, but not so bad he wouldn't play it. It was just Mm -hmm. like and then once the updates came it did start looking more like modern and modern and I'd be i I'd be interested to see what that Steam one from twenty twenty looks like now.
1: Yeah, I um I don't know what that one looks like, but the one I play is still Java. So oh, like, yeah, you have to yeah. download Java, the old school RuneScape, and then you download the game. <laughs> and it's just off a browser. And, um, and the, the, the graphics are exactly how I remember them. Um, but they're great. I love them. Mm. I, think, I think it looks great, the one that I play.
0: Yeah, it holds up, man. Video games, more than the, a lot, can pass as retro instead of shooty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, and uh, it's funny that I, they definitely didn't have it when I started playing, but when they incorporated voice acting into the later (laughs) ones it became pretty funny (laughs) these quests (laughs) and so as we round this thing out let's talk about the legacy factor Mm. i mean it sort of speaks for itself when they re-released it in 2020 this game is like i don't know if it's the original massive multi-online role-playing but it it is to me it's definitely the first time i ever heard of a concept like this
1: yeah i think i maybe world of warcraft felt like it was before it i don't know if that yeah but it wasn't It wasn't? No.
0: I mean, 2001. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Warcraft might have been. Right. The game, those Warcraft games from Blizzard. I don't know when they came out. I actually would think before 2001. Right. But World of Warcraft in that form that we know it, it was way later. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I guess, Yeah. Because, I mean, Warcraft, definitely the most popular. Right, yeah, (laughs) when you get a South Park episode, I think, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man, a South Park RuneScape episode would have been awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But are you surprised it still exists? Or, like, I, I guess we sort of answered that. And, like, with your brother playing it, it's like, I can totally get why he'd get into it now. Yeah,
1: I'm surprised. I was surprised. I really was surprised when I like stumbled across a YouTube video and I saw all this content that's being made about Runescape. <laughs> um, I was surprised in a sense that like I wasn't doing it, you know, I wasn't still playing it and stuff because because everything they're talking about in nostalgia, I'm like I felt all of these things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I think about it, I'm not surprised because it's such a community led game mm. that people make their own stories and their own stuff up about it. It's like kind of it kind of works more now than it did then. I think
0: yeah definitely and i mean it must get weirder like like we were saying off the top sort of jokingly like i didn't think about the implications of talking to adults and shit (laughs) yeah i certainly wouldn't if i had kids let them play this like unattended now yeah yeah so it sort of is fucked up there almost should be like a it's still (laughs) there yeah 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 exactly like my my little brother only
1: plays with me i think oh wow yeah yeah but but you know, he doesn't, he's not allowed to play without me, yeah. because I, I don't want him talking, like, he, we, we stick together in the game, and I make sure that we just play it together, so.
0: Oh, man, that's probably a way more fun way to play, too. It is. I like, when I think about it, I'm like, I, it was those trips from the the coal mine to the sh- store I was describing. I don't have that in me anymore. <laughs> I can't, I can't waste time, but if I had a buddy and we were talking while we were doing it, I yeah. bet it would make it. Yeah, man, if you but, were making content whilst doing it, you you'd. Mm-hmm. get into it yeah that's true too do you think this game could exist as like a a console release i think so because it's a because
1: console releases at the moment feel like they're they're emulating mobile games more than mobile games are emulating console releases yeah that's true and and runescape is working as a mobile game mm-hmm. and if the if you're talking about like kind of a free game that is multiplayer open world that's what that's what every game's trying to do. Yeah, totally. So, I think it works with the microtransactions and
0: things, just releasing it as a free game and then putting it on. Right. Well, I think that's all i got to say about RuneScape. What about you? Any final thoughts? No, man. I'm just glad we got to talk
1: about it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's great when you meet a fellow RuneScaper who used to play it back in the day. You've
0: got you've got common ground. Yeah, sometimes it's weird with shit from your childhood. You'd be like, did that actually happen? <laughs> yeah. Like, did that really exist? <laughs> But the love that people have for it, I'm glad it still exists in the yeah. world. And uh, before we get out here, anything you want to plug or shout out? Um, I
1: think my project, College of Deviants, on Instagram. If you if you're into that kind of thing, it's not just comedy; it's theatre and film and things like that. And if you're a creative who wants to join us, that'd be
0: nice. Um, that's it, really, man. Yeah cool. And at, oh, as always, I'm Jordan Ducharme at FunnyJordanD on Instagram. Follow at goil on Twitter as we talk about video games and things of that nature. I was talking about the new Chrono Cross re-release rumored on PS5. It's unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, until next time, thanks for listening, and we'll see you then.